Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on December 21st, 2018. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host. Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us today, co-host and VIP woman about town, Kelly Stroman. Good morning. Because I can't I can't use any other titles and you'll know why in a moment. And of course, with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie dot com and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey Jackie, Kelly, how are you guys doing today? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I you know something, we're in full on we're already in holiday mode because we were a little tardy <laughs> yeah. this morning. Uh, you know, oh, you yeah. know, get preparing for preparing for the show. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Normally we, but but this is our last show before uh, we go on hiatus for a couple of weeks. Uh, we don't come back until right. after the new year. So, so this is our last right. show. It's Friday, our favorite day of the week, and I'm excited. Yes. And we have a VIP woman about town, Kelly Stroman, with us. But she's not just a VIP. Is she? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. She, there's something <laughs> special about her. What? Well, there's big news. There's big, big news. news. We got big Jackie? news this week. Yeah, you, you want me okay. to make the announcement? Okay. Well, All sure. right. Um, Kelly, Kelly was just named, uh, appointed, uh, picked. I, I don't know the correct term, as a CEO president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber. So, yes. uh, she's going to be our permanent partner on this program, and we're very excited. And congratulations, Kelly. Thank you, Jackie uh, and Joe, for the very, very kind words. Um, I'm, I'm very excited. You know what a fun way to, um, you know, end end this year and head into the holiday season, mm-hmm. and obviously look forward mm-hmm. to starting off, you know, January um, with kind of new footing. I um, just to be clear, um, I am still in my role as executive director through like the first week of January, um, and right. then obviously I, I will help transition. You know, the new person, get that person up to speed, which has not been identified. Everybody's asking me that question. Um, this is all happening very, very fast at a very, obviously, hectic time for my 
group who is mainly retail and restaurant businesses. So, um, you know, I, I've been in the city for a very I, well. I've lived here for 19 years. I've raised my kids here. I've been involved in this position as executive director of downtown for over five years. And um, this is, you know, I'm I'm very excited about moving just a few blocks over to the chamber and taking what I've done in downtown and honestly you know spreading my wings to more parts of the city i mean you know in this job um you do you know you do interface with so many different facets of the city in the south bay and you know, and even kind of just southern california you know local tourism and government but um i think to you know officially be in that role and to take you know where the chamber is now and just take it to the next level kelly style that's what i plan to do kelly style Could you ke- Kelly style. Could you just for a moment, in, in a nutshell, could you describe your previous position? Being the executive director of the Manhattan Beach uh, Downtown Business Association, just describe it almost as a, a job description for the next person. What did you do? Well, that's funny because the job description is like two and a half pages long. So I don't think you want me to. Oh my God. <laughs> that's the nutshell. Um, but basically in a nutshell, if I can, uh, I am here to represent, you know, the interests of all the businesses that have a business license in downtown Manhattan beach. So that is the obvious is your retail and your restaurants, your salons, but there's a lot of offices. There's dentists, there's doctors, there's ho- the one hotel, there's, you know, other groups that, um, that have offices that have business licenses here. So, you know, I wear the hat of making sure the the best interest, the best policy, the best initiatives, the best marketing and events, all of that that best fits that contingency. Um, and I look out for, you know, what works and what doesn't work. I keep my ear to the ground at the city level. I always interface with the chamber. You know, I interface with a lot of the nonprofit groups um, and try to make downtown as attractive and keep it charming like it is. As you know, I was, you know, extremely involved. I basically spearheaded the the kind of the creation and the development of the downtown specific plan and all of those elements that went into it. I work with all the big events. Some are created and produced by the association. Others are ones that are coming in to set up and um, have a big charity event like Tour to Peer, Friendship Walk, all of those. I interface with them to make sure I protect the downtown businesses and that their needs are met during that event time. Um, And then, of course, we can't overlook the weekly farmer's market, the weekly certified farmer's market every Tuesday. Um, that's a, kind of a weekly event that we produce, and the association right. basically is the host of that. And that is in its 13th year; it's grown exponentially. So, very busy person. But um, and you know, my office sits right next to about five restaurants, so I get to smell all the food. But I also get oh. to see all the hustle. I get to see the hustle and the bustle. And when you were yeah. you know, at the very beginning of the show, when you were mentioning the Christmas rush, well, let me tell you, we're in the Christmas rush. I can hear the honking of the horns outside, the beep, beep. I need that parking spot. I mean, it's, you know, I can smell the food. I can see everybody walking and scurrying around. So it's kind of fun right. being like right here in the nucleus of everything. And that was the two-and-a-half-page well, description. That was the two-and-a-half-page description. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no question, I mean, that you're going to be working very, very closely with this new person. So um, that's going to be an ongoing, uh, as the chamber president and CEO, you're going to be working very closely with them. Of so yeah. I think they need, they need not fear 
applying if uh, if someone out there listening is thinking, well, uh, I'm not sure I want the position. It sounded like Kelly worked hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, be a lot yeah. Of work. Oh well, um, and you know, but, everybody everybody who's had this position, I mean, the association's been around for decades, and you know, it used to be a part time job years ago. Then it was kind of mid time. It became full time when I was in here. But every executive director, kind of, you know. You have a different set of challenges because things change and business changes, but you also make it your personality and you bring out in kind of in, you know, your work and the association also kind of your expertise too. So I don't want anybody to feel, you know, like, oh gosh, I, you know, I can't do that or I don't want to follow Kelly. I've heard that. And I'm like, hey, you know, everybody wears their own shoes and you, mm-hmm. the way you wear them and the way you march in them and the way you do things is going, is you. You know, and that's what each person brings to their job. That's true for any job, you know. But um, it's it's a fun, fast-paced, uh, hard-working position that you know, kind of you're you're always on. Um, but it's a great opportunity for somebody who's involved in the community and, and sees taking it to the next level. You know, there's always opportunity. Well, <clears throat> there are tremendous. I'm so glad that you decided to take on the chamber role because there's tremendous opportunity uh, for the chamber to expand and to grow. And uh, we're looking forward to the, uh, the Kelly effect at the chamber <laughs> of commerce. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, with that news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> we have a great show lined up today. Um, a truly uh, special uh, show for for us here in Manhattan Beach and in the South Bay in general. Um, Jackie, who are our guests today? Our guests this morning are Richard Eli and his daughter Heather Eli Miller. Now, Richard and his partner Tim Smart have owned the plot of land at 10th Street and Sepulveda Boulevard in Manhattan Beach for 75 years. Now, if you have ever been to Baskin-Robbins, Barsha Wines, El Gringo, or Montage Spa on Spolveda, then you know exactly where that little shopping center is. Now, to commemorate their 75th anniversary, Richard and Tim recently commissioned artist Kevin Anderson to paint a beautiful mural on the north-facing side of the building. The mural depicts the Manhattan Beach Pier and captures the essence of life in Manhattan Beach. Now, Tim was not able to join us this morning, but Richard is here, and he'll be sharing the rich history of this part of Spolveda. Uh, Heather Eli Miller is Richard's daughter, and having grown up in the area and in the family business, is now the general manager of the Eli and Smart Shops. Heather graduated from San Diego State University with a degree in kinesiology. Kinesiology. Thank you. Kinesiology, thank you. But now I enjoys. I couldn't say it either for years. <laughs> <laughs> but she now enjoys running the family business, interfacing with the tenants, and making sure that little slice of Sepulveda stays true to the tenants and the community. So this morning, we're going to have a little local history lesson and learn about the mural, which was celebrated with a ribbon cutting this past Wednesday, December 19th. Richard, Heather, welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, Good morning. me too. We appreciate it. I want to pick up on the Chamber of Commerce's this whole conversation that's gone on up until now, and kind of pick up on that. Um, yeah. The 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 Chamber uh, and the refocus to go from the core down near the pier and everything to include the boulevards, Sepulveda 101, 
and that they really have done that. The, the city government uh, has reached out, and they, not just the chamber, but the city government has reached out to try and include us on Sepulveda Boulevard. What I want to bring to this Chamber of Commerce conversation is that before the Chamber existed, there was a thing called the Boulevards Association. And the Boulevards Association had to do with 101 Sepulveda Boulevard and businesses that came together to try and uh, lobby for their particular viewpoints and their stuff. The city government has gone through, because we've been there a long time, so we've gone through, like you do with any government system, we've gone through maybe four or five evolutions of um, the city government being down on the business and hard on us as opposed to being supportive. I have to tell you this new city government is so positive and trying to create the old um, Manhattan Beach mentality where we have really good art and we're kind of a funky community. And I am so grateful for the city government and what they've done. Now, we were the original um, Boulevards Association. That was different from this uh, down near the pier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that our... That, our shopping center uh, has been, uh, we actually sued the city of Manhattan Beach way back in the old days because they wanted to take and round the corners on the property uh, and just take the land. So we said, well, no, you can't just do a taking. You can't take off the land on the edge and not compensate us for it. So we took that case, we, the Tim Smart family and my family, the Ely Smart family, we took uh, the this, this city of Manhattan Beach to the Superior Court. It finally worked its way through the court system to the Superior Court of the state of California. And we set the state, the, the state precedent um, <clears throat> To make it so that uh, if the city did a taking, they had to pay the people they were taking it from what it was worth. And we, as a family, Tim Smart's family and my family, we set the state precedent. We, at our own funds, took the the city of Manhattan Beach to the Superior Court in, in California and set the whole statewide precedent. For if you take land from an individual owner, you have to pay for it. Okay. Wow. We did and that, that. Was the, that was the first No, this, this, is, this is huge. So in terms of the Chamber of Commerce, we, this little bunch of private enterprise guys on Sepulveda Boulevard, we've really been active in the city of Manhattan Beach before the Chamber ever existed. And we are so, so proud of that precedent that you can't believe it. And so I'm going to leave you with that. That's a bombshell you guys well, weren't well, ready for. Yeah. But. I guess it just shows the different levels of, um, of you know, this chamber and the city being really supportive and how support and how great everything is now, right? Yeah, it's yeah, evolved well, into this beautiful 
thing, not because of the chamber. I'm just saying this is what laid the ground rules and the, the right. uh, foundation right. for what now is the chamber. And how it, wonderful. It started out with two become. different groups, right. one in the inner city down near the pier, but there was a boulevards association on Sepulveda, and we were the pioneers with that. So, so Richard, that's, that's, now that now that everything legal has been solved and settled, what are you looking oh, yeah, forward to? Oh, he's talking about like decades ago, right? Decades I know. Ago. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. This is, well, well I don't know. It. See, no, this is a good story too. So, so <laughs> when um, there was a city, there was an issue ten, twenty years ago where they were going to widen Sepulveda. And that they were going to take all the properties on the south, the ocean side of the boulevard, and they were just going to carve the, carve off all the fronts, and make it so that they took all of our parking in our shopping center, and expanded Sepulveda in that direction. And the mayor at the time um, used this phrase: "We're going to give you quid pro quo." We're going to, and what that means in law is that we're going to give you something of equal value. So what they right. said was, is, well, we'll take all your parking away from the front side of your property, and we'll allow you to tear down all your buildings and build underground parking and then build your buildings back up. And that was his concept of quid pro quo. Quid pro quo, wow, wow. They didn't offer – they didn't offer to pay to build the underground parking. No, right. We had to sue them in, in <laughs> Superior Court in the state of California. We yeah. as a family. I mean, this is just and a family. And now the mayor this is This is what? stuff that right. we as a Showing family spent our, our own cutting. money to make sure that the, that, they, that the government understood you just can't take property away from us, you know. Right, well, right. Well, thank God you did it. That's huge, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to be quiet. Well, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. We're going to talk about other things besides Superior Court, though, Richard. We're going to talk <laughs> about know. the future. Uh, so you don't have to be quiet because we're going to have fun talking about the next uh, steps. So, Heather, when you think of this mural, it has a lot of elements to it. So I want to talk about the different elements. Uh, there's oh, it does. birds on there. It's and so exciting. Tell us about that. I don't, people may not have a picture in their mind of the of the mural, so if you could describe it, just just the different. Well, sections. first of all, there's pictures of it floating all over the place, but none of them do it justice. Really, you have to go there and see it in person. Every single person that came to our ribbon cutting said that they could not believe how much detail it had when they actually stood there and looked at it. And right. I love that murals are getting to be something of interest now in Manhattan Beach and public art is getting to be a, a new, more popular energy that is being, the, the desire for it is being expressed by the city government and the community and everyone. Um, so there's actually a new budget for it, which is great and exciting. Um, but some of, there's, you know, different kinds of murals and Kevin, the artist will tell you this when, if he calls in, but um, he was describing it to me, you know, as far as like, well, some murals you look at from a distance and you kind of grasp what they're all about. And it sort of like just paints a quick picture for you. Like it, it just provides like an energy on the side of the building, you know, as you drive by. Some murals you have to actually walk up to and take it all in, 
you know, mm-hmm. up close. And this is one of those murals. There is a lot of detail. So, I mean, it celebrates, like, um, the rich surfing history of Manhattan Beach with one of the most um, um, kind of kind of old-school celebrated surfers and surfing style. Um, the surfer that's next to the pier shows that. And then instead of um, having a um, – instead of having um, – an aquarium on the end of it. I mean, obviously the end of the pier has the aquarium, but instead, you know, we, the way that they demonstrated the sea life was doing the su- super beautiful dolphins right there next to it. And um, the Pollywog Park little schoolhouse is in there with the Historical Society. And they, the Historical Society, was so cool and helpful when it came to brainstorming ideas for the mural too, because this has been mm-hmm. sort of like something that we've, it was been it's been like a brainchild for about five years because originally we wanted to really do it for our 70th anniversary, and um, it just sort of fell into place that this is my 20th anniversary and um, the 75th coming up, so it it kind of just was too many things not to celebrate, you know. Um, mm-hmm. What else? There's a whole list of things that are on the mural. I just wish everyone would go and go and see it. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, obviously we're uh, on there. Downtown is on there. We put the kettle on there because we want to celebrate the mm-hmm. history. You know, um, I actually live in Carlsbad, even though I'm in Manhattan Beach a couple of times a week right now, and I consider it a home as well. Um, yeah, but in By Carlsbad, our there every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm there a lot. Um, we've our our city here has um, reproduced a historically accurate. Uh, sign of the original Carlsbad sign that was over Coast Highway here and it's funny Kevin our artist is from Encinitas and Encinitas has done it too and so we have our original Encinitas sign and our original Carlsbad sign going over Coast Highway when you drive up and down down here and so I realized there's a a Manhattan Beach one and it was on the center uh, on the corner of Center Street and El Camino Real which you know El Camino Real is Sepulveda, which is Coast Highway. So that would be Manhattan Beach Boulevard and um, Sepulveda now, where Target is, right? Oh, wow. Just a block away from us. So we thought, well, that's too close and too cool not to sort of reproduce in our mural at least. So the big sign over the top of our mural is actually that sign. And then I have Mm. the most awesome conversation with the mayor, and it turns out um, there is definitely some – um, interest in doing re- re- reproducing some historical signs like that in in the town. So I just I think Manhattan Beach is going in such a great direction. I can't even express that enough. I yeah, think that is a fantastic idea. You're talking about basically street signs becoming more like the original signs that were there to announce different streets. This one was a sign that said um, yes. This one was a sign that that hung over the street, not not like a directional sign as much on right, the corner. Right. Okay. Like, like um, in, yeah. Like like in, yeah yeah. <clears throat> like I to announce exactly this this is Manhattan Beach, and it actually had an arrow pointing down to the beach. And <laughs> if you Google, if you look up um, the historical society, you can find it when you scroll through the pictures. It's really neat. It even tells on there what materials it was made out of. Do you do you know when it was taken down? Do you know when it was removed? I think it dated back to the 30s, but I'm not sure when okay, it was so taken down. Way, way way beyond all of our time, none of us would remember it. Now, Joe, I just want to mention 
Uh, we were expecting some callers today. You you didn't even give out the yeah. number, and we have no. we have a caller on the line. We already have a caller on the line. Uh, Diane De La Craig. I think I may have messed up her last name, but uh, Diane, hi. How are you? Hi. Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Um. So hi, so tell us why you're calling hi, in this Heather. morning. <laughs> um. Well, I have. Uh, I was born and raised in Manhattan Beach, and I started a business. Uh, montage boutique spa and i have been in business for seven years when i decided to expand and i was looking for a location and i uh, saw a for rent sign on the ely smart convenience center uh, right next to uh, baskin robbins and so i was my intuition had told me this is a place that you're going to build your business so I was completely hmm. convinced, and I called the number, and Mrs. Ely picked up the phone, and um, I'm guessing she was in her mid to late 80s. I'm not sure, but she was definitely um, elderly, but with complete spunk. So um, yeah. I... Uh, gave her a call and uh, told her what I was interested in doing and that I'd been in business for seven years and I was looking for a long-term lease. And um, so she was very excited, but then she uh, told me that uh, she had already leased the property and it was going to be a Chinese restaurant. (laughs) So, I was shocked because I was sure I was supposed to be there. So anyway, um, I said, well, please give me a call if anything changes. And um, sure enough, later that day, she called me back, and she said that she had called the Chinese restaurant, and they said that they had not signed the lease yet, and so she took it back, and she gave it to me. And that was almost 23 years ago. Wow, wow. Well, so she's talking about my grandma, Exa Ely, who is uh, my dad's mom. So okay. we are talking yeah. to Richard right now. Exa was Richard's yeah. mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. That's wow. so neat, Diane. I actually didn't know about the Chinese restaurant. Can you believe yeah. that? I had heard that story. <laughs> well, and, and just and, so you guys, Jackie and Joe, you realize too, so Exa was the, um, and Heather, correct me, please, or tell the story, but Exa was the one who originally found um, the property way, 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 way back when. That's correct. And um, there's a lot of history behind her story. And she uh, married your dad, or no, married, Heather, you tell the story. My grandpa, yeah, yeah. So my dad's parents, um, Bill and Exa, um, were very, very close friends with the Smarts through work at Douglas Aircraft. And probably uh, my dad's been going back and trying to uh, reminisce sort of that they were actually childhood friends too. But, um, Daddy, do you? Um, Anyway, so. It isn't childhood. We were born in the same hospital. No, 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 not you. Um, Bill and Chuck. <laughs> Tim. No, and Bill Tim. and Chuck. Oh, that far back. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll be so, quiet. <laughs> no, no, you're good. So, so anyway, but they, so they went way back. With our, my point is, that we've kind of been trying to just even remember like how far back the two families actually knew each other, and it was way before my dad and Tim, who are the partners now, who are, you know, 
this they're they're retire right retirement age now. Um and could, so could I interrupt you yes. for a second? Um uh my dad was a liaison engineer with Douglas Air Aircraft during World War Two. And he had to, because they had designed the planes, the engineering department had to sign off on planes that the Navy would accept to fly off their aircraft carriers during World War II. And Chuck Smart was production. He, he was a, 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 a manager of the production departments that produced the aircraft. And my dad was an engineer that had to sign off for the Navy to accept the aircraft. And so really early on, the two of them had to, they didn't know each other. That's just when they had to start working together and be people working together. So Chuck was the production producing the airplanes, and my dad was the engineering side that designed the planes. And that my dad had been singled out by the Navy to be a liaison engineer between the Navy and Douglas Aircraft to accept these aircraft. So my dad was forced to work with the production guys. And that's how Chuck Smart and Billy Lee came together, is that they had to work together or they couldn't deliver planes to World War II. I mean, that's just how right. simple where their relationship started. <laughs> so the family and built this right really good friendship. And it was right in our community because it was in Escondido. And both of them worked in Escondido. Not Escondido. And here's the really yeah. beautiful El Segundo. part. I mean, El Segundo. Right. <laughs> so we right. were, they were such, so, they were such good friends. But El Segundo, so, and so, but listen. So oh. the two, the, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so we were joking beforehand, um, about how long these stories can get and how we should sit by each other so we can pinch each other on the knee when it's time to stop telling the story. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad was saying, you should sit next to me and pinch me on the knee. And I said, I can't do that over the phone. I'm going (laughs) to... So he actually gave me the go-ahead. Interrupt me if I... (laughs) Right. Right. I hate to do that to my dad, though, you know? Uh, It's so funny because... So the families have this long... I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait one minute. I'm getting a lot of background noise here. Diane, are you in a car? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I am. Oh, all right. There we go. Well, well, maybe... Yeah, that's a little better. better. Yeah, we're getting a little out there. Yeah, much better. Yeah, okay. All right. Continue, Heather. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying... Um, so, you know, the families were such good friends, and basically the way Tim tells the story, I'll include a little bit of Tim's story since he couldn't make it today. My dad's partner is Tim. We, That's good to do that. Yeah. He was telling it this way. So, you know, my grandma came here from Texas, um, was, you know, people talk about how she was amazing because she was like, went to law school but didn't really have the means to do it, figured it all out, mm-hmm. right? Married Bill. Um, then... They had their families and were really good friends and used to go to the beach together, right? They lived in the South Bay and um, worked in El Segundo and used to go to the beach together and would drive through Manhattan Beach and um, enjoy the beach there. And it was actually five lots between 9th and 10th Street. It's the whole block right there, Um, all the way from door-to-door Valley Cleaners down to Baskin-Robbins. So it's 11 businesses. And um, and she was, they were together admiring, you know, 
the potential for this land. But my grandma didn't drive personally, so she mm-hmm. took the bus mm-hmm. to the city of Los Angeles to look up the records and um, did all the legwork to pretty much figure out who the owners were, negotiate deals with each one of them separately to put this um, block of land together to purchase. Yes, five, to, pie, five pieces that she put yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Heather. So, so it's a pretty neat story as far as, you know, the friendships of the families. And then, I mean, recently somebody was asking me, um, oh, it was one of our contractors that we've worked with forever. He was saying, you know, because he works closely with me, and he knows how we work through projects at the center and how we have for years and years and years. And he was saying, it's so, it's so interesting that you guys all do business together so closely, um, but the, I've never heard of a family squabble. And it's just it just really plays to the fact that, like, the families actually had a working relationship together to begin with. And then, you know, through all the years, my dad and Tim grew up together when they were little and actually did other projects together with the families, um, including building a water system for an entire town up near Yosemite, stuff like that, big projects together. And then, you know, um, and then now I sort of work between them and um, we just, it just works. And we just feel really lucky to have been able to hold on tight to all this good energy for all these years and um, that we wouldn't be where we are now at all if it weren't for the great tenants that we work with. Like Diane is, I think, our last tenant. She's very special to me. Our last tenant that worked with my grandma originally. Wow. Because my grandma managed um, this property that uh, Montage is in. Um, primarily in the 80s and 90s, and um, Diane actually, you know, I don't think there's anybody else right now that started working with my grandma specifically. Yeah. So that's a neat memory. Well, well, well listen, I told, I said at the beginning of the show we're going to get a little local history lesson, which we are. we got to take a quick station break. And Diane, do you want to just say one last word before we, before we let you go? Oh my goodness. I I have enjoyed the last 23 years and listening to this and getting the history, it just makes me feel even closer to Heather and her family and the whole Evie Smart Convenience Center. So I'm very proud to be a part of it. So thank you so much. Thank well, you, thank Diane. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for calling in and you all can stop by and say hi to Diane at Montage Spot. Montage, I'm losing my words today. Uh, thank you so much, Diane. Thank you so much, Diane. Uh, enjoy the holiday. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, you bye-bye. Too. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. Uh, Joe, let's do a, yep. a station break real quick. Yeah, all right, great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's why we do the show. Uh, local history is why we do this show. Uh, South Bay history, uh, South Bay news, current events. And uh, we'd love for you to uh, participate. If you have a story, if you want to tell a little bit about the the shopping center or your experiences with uh, Grandma, please give us a call at 714-242-5288. That's 714-242-5288. We'll be on the uh, air for another 20 minutes, so you have time to give us a call at 714-242-5288. You're listening to The South Bay Show, 
and this is the Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, where we talk about all things related to the businesses and the people and the history here in Manhattan Beach. And we're going to continue that. Um, Heather, this is, this is really something uh, for the community to remember. This podcast is, is a part of what we do so that people can remember and, and share with uh, family and friends that are, are not perhaps living in the South Bay anymore but have moved to other areas. You can just send them a link in an email and they can hear this. What other um, lessons do you think that we can learn from the, this mural and the whole sort of swirl of events around the mural? What else do you think we can learn, Heather? There has definitely been a swirl of events. <laughs> and it was yeah. pretty unexpected, honestly, um, and exciting, really exciting. Um, what can we learn? Heather, will you talk about uh, what you told me yesterday about your tenants and how you it's important for you uh, to treat them like family and how they are family and keeping them vibrant, you know, the conversation we had yesterday? I would love for you to share that. Okay. Um, well, I think we were just talking about – sort of cultivating the energy in the shopping center and Mm -hmm. creating uh, almost like a vibe on purpose where the tenants, I mean, it's it's hard to know exactly how to accomplish that, but I think we've worked hard on it for years and years and years and have been successful in some regards where, you know, tenants talk about the shopping center like their neighborhood and we're all family with each other and um, I feel like we are, you know. Well, i got to step in here. I have gone into Baskin-Robbins and been in there and talking with customers. That just me being in there. I don't tell them I'm a landlord or anything, and I own the land or anything. I just go in there, and I met this guy, and he said, and he and his, this little kid that was about seven years old, and they were in there getting ice creams. And I'm kind of a Gabby friendly sort of a guy, and I engage people in conversation. And so I got to talking with this guy, and he said, "Yeah, you know, uh, my grandfather brought me in here, and yeah. I'm bringing my kid in to get an ice cream cone at 31 Flavors. I mean, yeah. you know, for me, that is so precious. Now I'm going to shut up, but, I mean, that was just one of those kinds. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, 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 everybody. You do not have enough money to buy okay. that kind of experience. No, I'll see you. no, no, oh, no, you okay. don't. No, you don't. But, listen, I have another caller on the line. we got to get in. It's Ooh. Kevin Anderson, the Oh, uh, Kevin. Yeah, Hello, Kevin. yeah. Hi, Kevin. Great. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, everybody. Hi. How's it going? It was so fun to work with Kevin on this project. Uh, You'll send how that just talking to him. Hey, listen, he, he is an incredibly huge person <laughs> just by himself. I mean, uh, most people don't see the energy that comes along with the person unless it's they get to know work. the person. And this guy okay. has huge, huge energy. I'll be quiet. Okay. No, he does. Let me, so let me, well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me throw. Let me throw a softball to Kevin. Kevin, Richard was just talking about being in the center, being.
being in the the Baskin Robbins, talking to a a, a gentleman and his and his uh, child son, and about the history because the the gentleman had been brought to Baskin Robbins by his grandfather. How valuable is it to have involved, caring landowners managing their property properly and caring about the community and the residents, the businesses that that are going to occupy that land? Talk about that, Kevin. Who's Richard? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> I think... My my job is, is, is painting. I'm an artist. I paint murals. But I when I paint murals, I meet the people wherever I'm at. Right. And right. it's very valuable to uh to 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 under to get along with people and see how different they are and, and but and how much alike they are. And so when you have a yeah. shopping center like that 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 speaks to me because that's people. Those are those are all people. The owners are people. They have families. They're working in a, a, a city of people that, that they all want to, you know, uh, belong to something and feel good. So when I'm there, and I I see the people going to the, each of these shops getting their food, all of a sudden people start to become like equal with each other. It's all, mm-hmm. and they, they have a place to go to. It's like a social meeting place for people. And okay. whatever they're doing, whatever their jobs are, whoever they are, from the tiniest kid to the oldest people, you know, they come to this place, and usually they're all, you know, in a good mood. They're, uh, especially when they're getting ice cream, but yeah. uh, it's it's a friendly, nice area, place to go, you know. Now we want to you know, we want to ask we, you about the the mural. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Jackie. I want to get in something. We only have a few minutes, and I want to get in some specifics about the mural. Tell us about like the top five elements of the mural, Kevin. What what were the things well, that you you got as a as a, as direction to focus on in terms of the top five elements? Well, I I went up to Manhattan Beach with Heather. Uh, a couple times, and then she just let me out of the car, and then I started walking around. The first first day, it was a summer day, and we I got off by the pier, and we went down, and I went swimming. I talked to some people on the beach. They watched my camera and my clothes for me while I went swimming. All of a sudden, I go, hey, it's not a bad place. I started looking around, and I, I love the beach anyway, and I see the biggest, most grandest beaches that that I've ever seen. They're just, it's just they go forever. And I was. You need more sand than San Diego beaches. <laughs> yeah. And he's a and, surfer, so Kevin appreciates. I know. This. I just had to put you <laughs> in there. And, and I started getting that that feeling because of how much because I love the I'm so connected with the ocean and beach cities. I go, this is my kind of place. You know, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, so 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 first but he I, came I, from I'm Lucadia. down. Yeah, yeah uh, so I'm San down Diego down is just such a funky part of town that, that, <laughs> that this guy came from the very special. We, we, as a shopping center, Heather, actually discovered what a beautiful and brilliant guy this guy is <laughs> and uh, brought him into our family. 
Oh, that's so nice. Well, you know what? I had been actually admiring Kevin's art all over the place and not realizing that all of it was done by the same person. And right. yeah, and then and and looking for an artist for the mural at the same time, you know, through years. And then suddenly one day I was sitting at that gas station in Lucadia with that big wall behind it, you know. And I looked up, and of course Kevin puts his phone number on his artwork, so everyone can call him. <laughs> yeah. And I saw, it, you know, and it, it suddenly occurred to me then, I Googled him, and I realized all these different murals that are just outstanding and vibrant and happy. They just give you kind of like a feeling like you've walked into some other land, you know, maybe you can. Yeah, there, there's a word for it. He would be, come on, give me, give me, what is it that where you look into the art world, the art, come on, there's a word for it. Oh, you're I don't know. You're there. Yeah, yeah. What, what <laughs> What's the word for when the art world is where you can look into it and it? Oh, oh, you mean, uh, you mean like uh, the real, like Trompe l'oeil, you mean? Right, that's you can it. walk right into Trump the picture. His yeah. art has. Trompe Not. Uh, it's not totally that way. It's a French but word. It means fool the eye. Trompe l'oeil elements. Oh, fool the eye. Art. I mean, it's just. Yeah, you know, anyway, I, I, I so, love it. It's good. Like getting, be getting quiet. back to the, 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 the so, so then I'm on the beach. So then I go up to uh, Heather shows me the green belt. Heather's giving me a tour of of Manhattan Beach, and I'm just like all eyes. I'm looking at everyone. I go, wow, wow, look at that, look at that. And I'm so fascinated with it because, I, like I said, I just love California. I love the beach, and I love beach communities. But I've never really seen this one. So we get to the green belt. I start walking along there, start talking to people, shoot some pictures, walk up into the neighborhoods, look out on the ocean, look at the houses, see people. Uh, I, I get in my car, I drive around, I take a turn on the street, I get lost, and I just start, I'm just all just like, wow, it feels so good to see somewhere else and, and, and discover Where else it. can you get lost in but Manhattan Beach and feel good, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so oh, then, then, cool. I, then I hear yeah. about Pollywog Park. And I, I spend a, a, a couple of hours down at Pollywog Park on this lazy afternoon. I'm laying yeah. in the grass just watching a kid, kid kick a soccer ball, watching the geese run around, watching the birds fly, the ducks. and It's just such a beautiful little comfortable geese. place. I look. I look Are past the lake. The birds? I see the yeah, mural. Geese. I see happy kids. You know? they're, they're Canadian geese. Those are the mm-hmm. the birds in the mural mm-hmm. on the right hand side. Yeah. Uh, Canadian geese. And then I see sunflowers. And I see yeah. what well, are the purple so flowers? The sunflowers aren't as. I mean, Kevin paints beautiful sunflowers and hibiscus. Yes. Um, yes. But what? What sort of symbolic for us is the California poppies? Because that was my grandma's favorite flower. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. Kevin Kevin won't say this, but we actually gave him pictures of all the family members. So some of us are in there. Just if he if at the pic if wait, the wait, wait, wait. spoke some to him, he just added there. added the uh, people. There you know, a, there is a poodle being walked by a gal in a bathing suit. The bathing suit is my mom, and the poodle is my current poodle. He's my poodle. He <laughs> was, and yeah. so. That's one of the things you look in your piece of artwork, and it's my mom in her bathing suit, which is 18 years old, when she came here from Texas. And I'm looking at walking, the poodle. <laughs> just walking. 
is my current poodle. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's so bitching. Oh yeah, God. So, anyway. <laughs> so after I after I, was, I saw all these places and really got, uh, we even went for more. We got in a car with another with Robert. Oh, and Robert, we yeah, more, yeah. More, and we we looked at style of houses and all that kind of stuff. Pretty soon, I'm getting to know Manhattan Beach pretty well. And I'm 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 really liking it. I think it's a really fine city. I think it's run well. You know, nothing's perfect, but it's it's doing pretty good. And it reflects on the people that that come by that shopping center. They come by just about. I see mothers with with five kids. You know, uh, their friends. You know, and they they pull up and they're all getting ice cream. They come over and they start talking to me uh, about the the painting. The next thing you know, they're buying me an ice cream. So okay, so that sounds really sweet and kind and all that, but I am an artist too, right? So artists are supposed to be like a certain way, but for some reason, I I lucked out and and I like to I like people and I love painting, so I get to do my passion and talk and talk to people and meet people. I it's just a really cool way to be an artist. As opposed to the artist that sits in his studio and doesn't talk to anybody, leave me alone and kind of like that. I have a, a job where I could go and and explore my passion and talk to people and get to find out people and what they do and who, what they look like and who their kids are and who their family members are. And so I get it's like a, I get to do two really cool things at once and and get paid for it. Right. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. So the last day that you were painting, Kevin, on the 28th, well, you added a little bit more right before or right dur- during the ribbon-cutting ceremony, right? But on the 28th, that was actually your official last day. And, you know, I actually had the best experience with you because um, somehow I – so I, I was doing all these projects, you know, so I could just be there as much as – possible while Kevin was painting because I wanted to soak in the experience because I think he just creates this good energy and people just flock to him and it just ends up being just a community event without even trying it just was you know and so the last day somehow every all my projects went awry and I had to just you know hang out and it was the best thing ever we talked to so many neighbors and I mean, I, I, you know, we've always felt like um, in tune with the tenants and the businesses and the people that come through the shopping center regularly, and I always enjoy meeting people and trying to um, cultivate everything so that sort of, you know, our shopping center can be timeless and sort of move through all these decades and still be attract, you know, um, Manhattan Beach locals can find it, you know, um, a part of their community and um, identify with it and enjoy being there and all of that. Um, but I've never just hung out to the degree that I did that one day where we were just chit-chatting with everyone. Even um, the mayor was across the street at the post office, and he wandered over, and we had this big group just all day long just chit-chatting and enjoying. And, you know, it was just pure good energy. So yeah. I'm really actually sad that that is over, but now we get to enjoy your mural for ever, I guess, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of my mural jobs are, are like that, and I can go back 20 years and think of like places like I painted at the Navy base down in uh, 
Coronado by San Diego. It's a Navy SEAL base. And I was there for a couple of months, and I met a lot of the young recruits, and uh, some of them as young as 17, and come by, and they're just fascinated. You know, people by, generally are fascinated by, by art and painting. That's why everybody likes it, you know, and that's why a lot of people do it. And I meet these young people, and we're talking about the, where they're from, and, and they're on their way to, you know, they're going to get shipped out soon. And back then, that we were in a, a conflict in the Middle East, and, and I know a lot of them that I would never see them again, but we ha- I would talk to yeah, them. Yeah, I, I got to jump in here for a second. I was <laughs> in the United States Army from 1965 to 1969. So I really understand that when you go into the Army, the thing that was amazing to me was that you stop being Richard Ely and you start being RA-1986001530. And that you become a piece of, you become a, a part, a piece of, a part of the machinery where you, like I would have a business and I would have inventory and have inventory numbers that when you actually sign up for the military, you have that kind of commitment. I'm a veteran. I want uh, everybody to understand the sacrifices that veterans have made to make us free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. And getting back to that mural at the SEAL base, I met these people when they were young, and, and a lot of them couldn't leave the base. They were training there, and they were like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Some of the most polite kids I ever met, I, did, I would never see them again. But they did come around every day to see. Yeah, me. but I there's people that when they when they say, like my wife has some objection to this, and then when a military guy comes up to her and calls her ma'am, mm. and then, she sees that as like an offense, and I says, "No, that's a, no, it's respectful, right?" That's totally, yes. you know. Yes. And so, anyway, I mean, I so get anyway, you so want to get you want to get into another two-hour conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump in and tell you. That, so that that mural's over twenty something years ago, and it was very much like the mural in Manhattan Beach. It represented places of San Diego, and since then. I've done hundreds of murals and met different groups, hundreds of people, people that are, are professionals, people that have come to California, and we all have, they all have stories. And it started becoming part of what I do, paint murals and learn about people. And, and, mm-hmm. it, and so by the time I got to Manhattan Beach to paint that one, man, I'm, I'm like a champion at that, you know. <laughs> meet, talking to everybody, meeting everybody. You just didn't and know you were going to eat so much ice cream. Yeah, Kevin. but I want to I jump in here. He, his artwork and people coming up to his artwork and talking with him has, you know, I talk about all this stuff in Manhattan Beach and us owning the property. But he has been like, uh, okay, uh, he's been a window. Uh, for us as management to look into the community through his yeah. viewpoint, yeah, so we can see see we can see the community through his window. I could see that. Yeah, 
that that's yeah. really huge to be able to do that's that. Yeah, I, I actually but, agree. But it took it took him it being willing to talk with us and treat us that way. He didn't treat us as management people paying any money or anything. He came in and joined our community and created that piece of artwork. So who yeah. is the surfer in the uh in the uh Oh god, mural? there's a lot of arguments about that. Well, that Kevin one, knows I, Kevin. I, Kevin answer. I chose Dewey Weber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I had my Velzy surfboard. I got, you know. No, it's not you. It's and Jacobs. <laughs> this is before Vels and Jacobs joined each other. I had a Velzy, and it used to be when you stood next to your surfboard, you held your hand as high as you could get it, and you measured the distance between when you cupped your hand, when you stood as tall as you could, that's how long your surfboard should be. So my yeah. surfboard was a nine six Belzy. I mean, I had but been raised. I was certified as a scuba <laughs> diver in nineteen sixty. I am yeah. really so by, much by part the, of our culture. You were in the navy. You wouldn't even believe it. So nineteen sixty certified diver. What army. the ocean was the like army out army there when I was diving army. in nineteen sixty, <laughs> compared right. to how it's changed now, is something. That's another and, 25 and something paragraphs. Else, you know. Something else depicted in the mural is an oil tanker. Uh, so there's yeah. a little homage to uh, oh, totally. number two. Oh, totally. totally. Number yeah, two you know, is uh, uh, El That oil tanker, I saw it every time I visited. And I, I went down to that beach like over 10, 10 times and hung out. And every time that tanker was out there. Uh, right. Although, from the artistic way of painting the tanker, make it really nice looking, even though uh, it's a, it, it's like a machine, but uh, it came out pretty nice. And it also started yeah. making me think about that area in general. There's so much going on in, in Los Angeles for, and like the the refineries, the the, right. the aircraft, the, the technology, all that stuff that's going on around it. It's such a, like a... But like, it's been going on a long time. Kevin. This technology, you hit on the word technology. God, that is, we have had so much metamorphosis and change with technology. I mean, you've got to understand, I have been a te- uh, in the electronics industry my whole life. Uh, I remember when we first had transistors because we had tubes before that. And the transition from tubes to transistors to, you know, so I, no, I've been no, in this industry. Because the I guys I ask, was uh, raised around were aircraft guys that were so intense in their industry of building aircraft that they no, were like what the computer we, industry is today. Before we go know? through the the uh, history of technology, uh, Heather, I understand oh, yeah, that yeah. you want, you had a Let's question go back to Heather. for <laughs> Kevin. Heather, you had a question for Kevin? Oh, I did, yes, yes. Um, Well, it actually ties back to our families, too, and actually technology, because uh, so one thing we actually forgot to add to the mural, it has so many other elements that I didn't even mention, because I I, I didn't make a list, you know, that's just all fluid. It just all sort of, you you see it all and you feel it all when you're there. But um, 
but we forgot the airplane. And it was really important because, you know, the grandpas met. Uh, or, you know, they had the friendship. My my dad was telling me before, you know, they actually were lived near each other and all of this, too, before they even knew each other at um, Douglas. But Douglas is what really brought them together as um, friends that also knew how to work together and be partners on something. And um, <clears throat> So, but the aircraft industry was really symbolic to us as something that brought the families together so that they did know how to do business together and develop this friendship. So we needed to have an airplane in the mural, and it was like, well, which airplane? Because, you know, the the big one, the A-4, was an attack jet, and that's the one that our military used for almost, you know, well, our military didn't use it for 50 years, but it was in use before it was considered retired for about 50 years. And for, you know, an aircraft to be used that long, it speaks to its initial integrity. And um, But the aircraft let's, that let's was chosen for the mural is a DC-3. And okay, Kevin have, didn't add it until yeah. the ribbon cutting because it was really hard to decide. There were so many, and that one was – what, what did you think? I'm so sorry. I have to break in, but we have got to end this show. Uh, uh, Joe, I, I, we could go on for another three hours, but our time is up. Hey, We've sure. got to shut this down. Yeah. So, um, Joe, you want to you wrap wow. us up? Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Richard, Heather, thank you so much for joining us today. Sure. Thank you. It's my absolute um, pleasure. You know, it was I mean, amazing. all these guys stuck on the freeways that are listening to your radio channel and they're uh, have tuned you in because they want to listen to you, I'm really grateful you tuned these guys in because well, this is a good energy you're trying to do. Well, there's going to yeah. be people listening to they're going to be listening to it on the beach and who knows <laughs> where uh, people listen to podcasts while they're uh, running at the at the gym. But uh, thank you so much. And uh, Kevin, you are a rock star. You are a rock star. (laughs) The way that you, the the process that you use to develop these murals is a study in and of itself. First you went to the beach and you did some some swimming. And then you went and talked to people and to get a feel for Pollywalk Park, the way the process that you go through developing these murals is really a study in and of itself. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us today. You're welcome. Manhattan Beach. I, I agree with that. Thank you. Right. Thank okay. you. I was glad to be a part and of it. Thank you. And, and we're, uh, gonna, we, we're so excited we're to gonna, have Kelly Stroman with us, <laughs> uh, the new CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach uh, Chamber. Thank you so much, Kelly. You're welcome, and I have a feeling we're going to have all these guys on again sometime in the future. So thank you, yeah, and uh, Merry oh, Christmas and Happy Holidays. Are you sure? you want to do that? <laughs> well, listen, listen. I just wanted I just wanted to mention that the show is on a hiatus until the new year. Um, so we're, we'll be airing reruns of uh, some of the some of the best of 2008 over the next two weeks. So uh, happy holidays and uh, a great new year to everybody. Um, thanks for joining us this morning. All thank right. you, and thank you, thank you Kelly. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you all. For me you, too, Jack. Richard. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, everybody. Uh, always, Happy holidays. Always Adios. Bye-bye. It's been a great year, uh, Jackie. Thank you for 2018. I'll see you in 2019. That's right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. 
Have Bye. a great day. Adios. <laughs>